Thank you for watching. Our next guest is the founder of Sharp Image Consulting, and she knows the importance of micro first impression. What people think of you when they first see you, and how engaged they will be with you in conversation because of that. She's here to share how you can use your image to your advantage, reminding you that your own style is great, but there is always room for better. Help me welcome Kristen Hardy. Kristen, how are you doing today? Thank you very much, Robbie, for that warm introduction. You are so welcome. I'm well, thank you. Nice, I'm happy to have you here. Now, we have changed over generation and styles, image, impressions, in my opinion, have changed along the way. Would you say? Absolutely, we've awesome. evolved nice. and we've progressed. Wonderful. Now, I want you to talk to us about it, but before that, I want to get to know you a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about you. Tell us about your background and what it was like growing up as a child. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So with my background, I grew up in a family where our clothing was far from unimportance. At age 12, I moved from my mother's home to my father's home. Mm -hmm. And my dad was an enigma. My dad taught me how to be bold mm -hmm. and to, to really articulate and to state what I feel. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, mm -hmm. when we would go out together, we would get laughed at because of how he would dress and his clothes wouldn't fit. and. It was quite upsetting for, for me as, as a young person. I was, I was mortified. I, I really didn't want to be seen. And I dressed quite different myself. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, mm -hmm. I dressed boyish. Mm -hmm. I wore boy clothes. Okay. And I was perceived differently. I, I wore it as a sort of a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. As I got a little bit older into my teens, I began to delve into politics on a volunteer level. And I got exposed to people who were sharp dressed. Mm -hmm. And I seen a refined image and their likability was up here. Mm -hmm. And I began to observe and just make those, those mental connections and those, those pathways and I began to tone and polish myself. So that when you're sitting in front of me, you're engaged with what I'm gonna say before I'm speaking to you. It's, it's as you said about micro first impressions. Yes. We're gonna decide, are we engaged with what this person is gonna say? In our subconscious mind, we're gonna internalize, we're gonna say, are they sophisticated? Do we want what they have? And that's what we want to, to send out. We want to give them an image of ourselves that's favorable and, and bring up our, our status for being listened to, being heard, having our ideas count. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Now, I want to spend a little bit more time on your, your, your history. Mm -hmm. Where were you born? I was born in Surrey, British Columbia. Oh. Born, raised here. Born, raised, yes. However, as an adult, I did go over and spend two years overseas. I went to post-revolution Egypt. I was there during a military curfew. 
um, two weeks before I came, the country went into lockdown. I was a person who studied Arabic by language exchange. I ended up marrying the person who taught me Arabic. I lived there two years. I had my oldest son overseas. And it was exciting before I had a child. After that, it really knocks the adventure out of you. And I realized in my time overseas how grateful I am to be a Canadian and to have that geographical privilege of being born here. And that's really what it is as a privilege because it's something that I didn't earn. I'm no more and I'm no less valuable than somebody elsewhere in the world. So when I lived overseas, I became very unhappy because I seen these huge, this huge gap between our society and our, our social norms and what standards is given to us versus what's overseas. And so you, you came back to Canada? Yes, I did. And my husband didn't want to be in Canada. And, and I really, we both struggled. And um, after two years of him being here, he sustained a very large injury. And I no longer have a marriage or a spouse. And he used to be that person doing everything for all of us. And so it's, it's not quite like being a single mom. It's more like being a widow but your husband isn't, isn't actually passed away. So what do you do? Um, I hear you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for opening up. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you, you are really a strong woman, really strong. And after all you're going through, you still can smile, you know, enjoy life and be hopeful and still taking your time to help others, you know, to help to make their lives better. I admire that. Thank you. Keep going. I think our resilience is a mindful choice. Yes. Strength is a choice and choosing to get up and power forward is an absolute must and it's a, it's a conscious choice that we can make. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Um, after that, I began to pursue things that were important to me many years ago like an education in law. I pursued the JIBC, which is uh, the Justice Institute of British Columbia. When I got into the JIBC after much effort, I discovered, though I have tremendous admiration for people who can work in, in uh, criminal justice, I myself found it too stressing as I had two young sons, ages six months and ages three, at the time when my spouse was injured, and I wanted something with less mental stress. And so I withdrew from the JIBC and I went to house cleaning. I discovered though when I'm cleaning houses, people don't want your opinion. You're the house cleaner. <laughs> I don't care what you think was. And there was that power dynamic where you're, you're kind of beneath them. And I felt there's a lot more I could contribute intellectually to my client, the person in front of me, rather than just cleaning their house and, and going out the door. And so that brought me into doing decluttering. Decluttering is, is a mental process. When I would go into people's homes, I could see a lot needed help with clutter. And we'd have these fascinating conversations because I got to speak with the person and be engaging and, and talk them through getting rid of their things. Is it just in their homes? It can be in their homes, in their office, in their garage anywhere that the person owns possessions, we can declutter that. I decided to call myself 
Kristen's cleaning and decluttering in motion. Motion can be a progress towards getting to where we want to be. So I help people cut down what they don't need in their life. If you're not using something, if you have a garage filled with pots and pans and you're wanting me to organize it, I'm going to have a talk with you that, that a lot of this needs to go before we can organize it. And when the person is, is ready, we can box stuff up. And I don't remove those items, that's, that's for the person to do when they're ready, but I will go through the items and I'll have those conversations with them. And help them to prioritize. And help them, help them set what is important to them, what's useful, what's being utilized. Mm -hmm. If they're filling a space and they're not essential, they can go and that will bring you more peace of mind. Yeah, yeah and with more space you can, you can think, you can... That's right. Enjoy yourself more. That's right. Wonderful. Now, how is that business going? Is it still up and I'm running? I'm still doing it, yes, absolutely. Awesome. But I'm changing gears and I'm doing more image consulting work. Nice. For me, that's something that's that's closer to my heart. It's, it's, it's more my brainchild than, say, solely limiting myself to decluttering. All right, let's talk about sharp image consulting. Tell us about that business. I'm a sole proprietor in my business. So your audience can think of me as a stylist. Okay. Um, I can come to you and I can give you a way to revamp yourself. When did you start this business? I started the business within the last year, but I've been working with people in my personal circle for years. And more, more often than not, people have come forward and it, there's been the small pivotal moments that have, that have really made me turn and realize in this last year that I should be in business helping people as I help them privately, as I help them for my love of helping them dress and them attain their better self-image. One of the people who I worked with, I would say my significant other, he is a man who dressed like he dressed 20 years ago, he, he had a style that didn't evolve with his, his character. He is a very empathetic, personable, uh, hilarious, insightful, kind, giving, thoughtful human being. And there's so much that's tremendously good about him. And so his personality wasn't displayed in his physical attire. And it bothered me because I cared tremendously about this person in front of me and I wanted to help him step that up. I ended up selecting some different clothing for him. Three pairs of pants, two shirts, a blazer, a jacket, new shoes, and a belt. We just started off small like that. And I styled him in those clothes. He went from wearing baggier boot-cut jeans and a hoodie to wearing uh, sharp-dressed clothes, tighter-fitting, a, a clothing that's going to fit your legs and clothing that's going to fit your chest and your shape and, and have you be able to present that, that self and then go out and, and test that, get those results. And he's seen that. He's seen that people liked him better. He's seen that people valued him with what he was going to say. We did all these before and after pictures so that I could show him, just here's your tangible picture of what you looked like before. 
And how did you feel? And now how do you feel now? I don't believe in perfection. I believe there is just getting better with ourself, with our image, with our writing. It's a craft, for example. If we're into writing, I'm also into writing. And I greatly admire uh, written content and people's abilities to articulate themselves. So I once had a conversation with, uh, with a very good friend who told me this, this statement, there is no perfect, there's, there's just better. I'm someone you'd want to consider perfectionist, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that perfection was a was real, was a mm -hmm. state. It was attainable. My life experience taught me that it's 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 like chasing your shadow. The more you try to get to it, is the farther you get away from it. <laughs> that's what that's what my experience was. And that's what it is. It's helping each other. If I'm good at something, I'm going to help you learn that. And I have my weaknesses too. And, and so it's, it's all about helping and building each other up. And our image is the first thing that we can regulate with that. This show that I'm doing, your profile. Profile, I have an image that I want for it. Formal, elegant feel it right have you seen any of my yes I have uh, I'm, okay. I'm interested in your work absolutely what do you think of the image does it depicts what I want how would you describe how that? would I describe yeah. I would say for one thing mm -hmm. you're a brilliant presenter okay. I, I love how the, the camaraderie between you and the guests there are a couple of moments, though, where I wouldn't want you to outshine your guest. So for being a sophisticated presenter, I wouldn't have that change, say, when you're interviewing people. Maybe it's distracting the guest, maybe the audience isn't seeing it as much, but I would tone down subtle things like, like that, for example. I would consider toning things down with the tie, doing a more semi-formal, maybe even a casual, because it all comes back to we don't want to outshine the person who we're interviewing. We want to tone down our dress as an interviewer and, and give them the center stage. And I would keep doing the amazing work that you are, the good work and empowering people and continue on as you are, Robbie. But wouldn't that affect the image of my show? I don't think that it would affect the image of your show because of what you're speaking. It's still a formal discussion. It's a business talk uh, commentary between you and your guest. So you're not going to lose anything there in that meat of the discussion. You can come on and be casual and still be sophisticated. Styles of change over the years are, it's all about pop culture or... It's not about pop culture. For example, I don't own a TV. I canceled TV two and a half years ago. I'm the farthest thing from pop culture. But I've become so finely tuned to image. We want to be engaged with what we see. And we make those judgments on the subconscious level. So it's not pop culture then? Not pop it's culture. It's not trend. Not pop culture. It's not trend. Not pop culture. It's on the but subconscious level. It's a subconscious, but that's, that subconsciousness is tied to something. It comes from somewhere. It comes from the way people are doing things these days. For example, formal wear. That has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. 
the name is still there, formal wear is still there to represent executives, to represent business, to represent, but it looks different. We want to evolve ourselves and be the highest level of sophisticated self we can put forward. So our sophistication can be, it can stem from what we dress. And of course, what you said, when they dressed back in the day, going to the grocery store, the men might wear a suit mm -hmm. and it, it's much different now. But what we can work with is our image and our sophistication. And that's important to every one of us subconsciously, whether we're involved in pop culture or not, I think because we, we value what is what looks well. We value what, what looks bright and, and smart. We value that with vehicles too, with homes. Like look at vehicles, maybe someone owns the rim of their car and it's such a society where we're putting out, this is my image, this is my car, even if you're 60,000 in debt for your car, at least with your clothing, you own your clothing and it's not so much a front, but really society, that's what everybody is doing. It's all with people. I see it as like a house of cards. It's like, I don't make the rules to decide, you know, when I see you, if I like you or not with, uh, with the chain that you're wearing, if that makes me comfortable, but it triggers something inside me. Maybe that's triggered because of pop culture, because of what I've seen in pop culture. It's, it's a factor. It's something that factors into it, but it's our clothing isn't solely based on popular culture. This kind of dressing, is there any place for it today in society? Absolutely. A wedding or a special evening out with your family or significant other. Perhaps you have to give a speech and present. You can wear your attire. It's it's gorgeous and it does have a place in today's society and I'm very happy to see a sharp-dressed man in front of me. But there's always room for better. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I would love to see what you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How about we you know, take a look at some styles? What do you say? Would you help me tone it down a bit? I would be humbled and honored to help you tone it down, Robbie. Alright. Let's do it. What do you think? Okay. What do I think? For you, you could wear this to so many places. It's not limited. Mm -hmm. With the suit, we had so much limitation as yes. to where you could go. Thank right. you. So what's going on here? For me, yeah. this is just such basic uh, tight skinny pants. Tight mm -hmm. skinny pants, they can you can dress it up or you can dress it down. Mm -hmm. For me, this is dressed down. I'm gonna wear this when I drop my son at school. Okay. And we can, we can have a casual wear that's gonna still do something for us. When we put our clothes on, mm -hmm. if it doesn't make us feel good, mm -hmm. why are we putting those clothes on is what we need to ask. Definitely. Got to. Sounds good. All right, how about we step it up a little bit? What do you say? Okay. You just saunter up and look at you like this. Okay. Wow, Robbie. Nice shoes. Sharp and casual. The tones match. Mm -hmm. The earthy tones with the light wash jean mm -hmm. and the dark shoes. I like it. It just brings this casual look together. What's going on over here? I love a pencil skirt for myself. We all have to work with what we have for, mm -hmm. for our shape. I'm a stick-thin person. And I find something that will 
it just does more for me than if I wear um, a bulkier outfit. I'll just be like I'm swimming in it. We have to figure out what clothing it is that highlights our features. And I can help you figure out what clothing is good for your body type. I help people also with haircuts and what's going to suit their face. Because it doesn't matter what body shape, what height, what age the person is. What matters is that their look suits them. And you know, this style, I've been wearing, wearing it for more than 10 years. Okay. Um, same thing mm -hmm. every week. What do you think? Should I change it? But maybe we could see with a little bit of uh, stubble and maybe some trim. Yeah. Just play around with it. Um, if you have a well-defined beard, it can form your face better. Like that, that was one of the, the major tips that helped my significant other. Mm -hmm. He had lost his hair early in life, mm -hmm. and so he was wearing a hat. And so when he took off the hat, he grew a beard. And it's just added definition to his face. I've never looked at it like that. Uh -huh. I was just like, I don't like a lot of hair on me. Mm -hmm. I don't. So I cut my hair, my, I shave, I cut my hair two to three times per week. Okay. And as you said, it's all about yeah. play around, yeah. try something and see how it looks. Not be married to that look. Like you're a man, you can grow facial hair. So if you haven't played around with it before, maybe give that a go. All right, but still, I have a comfort zone, you know? Of course. In fact, I spend more time with a formal look than not, based on my lifestyle, of course. you know. So, let's look at a formal look. What do you say? Go for it. All right, let's do it. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello there, Robbie. Hey, wow. what's up, what's up? That's doing it for you. And with the white and the little speckles of blue, the mm -hmm. speckles of blue, they really bring it out more than just when you're wearing a white, a white dress shirt. And those shoes, those shoes, on point. I'm loving this look. Looking good yourself? Mm -hmm. Talk to us, what's going on here? All right, with this look, you can wear this look with or without the blazer. Mm -hmm. You can really bring it up and have that bit more authority to you when you speak, when you have the blazer on. Mm -hmm. Thank you, good job, I must say. Thank you. I feel a little bit, feels good. It's your moment, shine. It feels good, mm -hmm. it, does, it does feel good. All right. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for the makeover. Certainly. It's my absolute pleasure. How would you describe what just took place? I would describe it as evolving your comfort zone, uh -huh. stretching that and adapting fast. You accelerated how, how long it took you to get comfortable in those outfits. When I work with somebody, it's a slower paced transition and we're gonna have more time to talk about how they feel, how the clothing makes them feel, where they're comfortable, where they're uncomfortable. And it's, it's okay to sit with that feeling of being uncomfortable when you're changing clothing because it means that you're progressing. Know that we are in a global pandemic where people are spending more time at home. Mm -hmm. How does this change your dressing, your image, and what are you observing? I would be happy to speak to that. Okay. I also work over Zoom, mm -hmm. and I can help bring people's Zoom image profile up. Because I believe 
that there's a mental process when we dress ourselves well and we get ready for work. Even if Zoom is our, we're on Zoom at work, that, that vibe that goes with being productive in our day. And you said something earlier, and I can't, can imagine it applies here, that your first impression that you give when someone sees you, even if it's over Zoom, they're still going to have that impression of you. For me, I'm going to put myself together every day at home. I've been doing it before I had children. I have two sons, and I'm doing it every day now. I get up half an hour earlier than my sons. I shower. I dry my hair. I put on a bit of makeup. And I feel ready. I feel it's a small thing that we can do for ourselves to feel more empowered and, and energized and ready for our day. I want to talk, want you to talk more about your business. So where is your business now? And you know, in terms of clientele, what are you who are you looking for as clients and what can you do for them? I'm interested in people in person in the, the geographical area of the Lower Mainland. Mm -hmm. awesome. I work with men and women of varying ages. I'm also taking people outside of the Lower Mainland over Zoom. Mm -hmm. I'm able to help them with things that are in their closet mm -hmm. and, and discuss what it is that's not working for them, mm -hmm. what the person is comfortable wearing. We have all got that comfort zone. Right. And when we discover what it is that they're comfortable wearing and why it is, mm -hmm. then we can explore fits that they haven't tried, mm -hmm. and we can try to change things up and see how that makes them feel. What's, what are your plans for your business? What the next year or five years will look like? My plan is to gain a bigger footprint. I would be happy expanding the Zoom portion of my business and helping more clients in, in various locations, even outside of Canada. My sole mission is people helping people become their best self and have Sharp Image Consulting as known as, as a household name. Based on what I've seen and heard today, I'm sure you will get there. You have what it takes and I'm sure people are going to appreciate your opinion and your help because it does make a, a positive difference. And one of the things I've observed from you, just mm -hmm. listening to you, is not just the material, mm -hmm. the words that you use to, mm -hmm. they're empowering. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it says, the way you feel, you use that a lot, you know. All of these things go, goes into your image, and you're good at explaining it. So, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to be good. Now, is there anything else you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah, I would just like to do a short recap mm -hmm. for why our image matters or why it ought to take precedent. Often I notice people neglect their personal self mm -hmm. because they're busy. They're giving to other people. They're giving to their business, their profession, their family. And they're neglecting their self, and then they become dissatisfied. And oftentimes, they, they haven't unpacked where that dissatisfaction has come from. And then that radiates out of us in our energy, in how we interact with the person in front of us, whether it's our colleague, our, our neighbor, our family, our significant other. So when we're doing ourself 
a positive good work for our image we radiate that positivity back and we engage we engage more meaningful conversations we talk about image empowering you know the way you feel talk on that do you have you come across that where people believe the more successful you are is the less you should pay attention to your image and is that a, a smart move it's so individual for the person who does want to play down their image and they're they're quite successful and let's say they have they've they have made a lot of monetary gains in in their businesses we admire connectivity we want to relate i can understand it from the alternate perspective we don't want to seem unapproachable so maybe the person who's who's gained some high up status because of their business feels well i want to be relatable through my clothing and that would be their counter argument that's what i'm seeing they want to relate they want to not be overdressed to the person that's in front of them it could be a humbling thing and so individual to that person wow <clears throat> wow christine that was good that was good thank you very much for this conversation i wish you all the best in your endeavor thank you so much robbie i'm again humbled and honored to to be of help to you and to your show and and to your greater audience thank you very much for having me thanks thank you my pleasure thank you did you enjoy christine today i hope you do thanks for watching and i hope you find today's discussion inspiring and helpful in some way just like it did for me check out christine's website and of course like share and comment on today's video you can check out our website at lenibor.academy or check out our social pages at lenibor academy thank you for watching and we'll see you next time bye for now i'm kristen from sharp image consulting and you're watching profile brought to you by lenibor academy